0: the Daysun Digest podcast. I am Angelina Davis, a liaison clinical pharmacist with Daysun, and I will be your host for this episode. Today, we are going to be talking about a new publication that's been released by the Society for Healthcare Epidemiology of America, the Diagnostics Stewardship Task Force. It was published in Infection Control and Hospital Epidemiology, February 14th of 2023. And it is focused on the principles of diagnostic stewardship. It is a practical guide that I think we will find very helpful in the work to come as we lean into this new world of rapid diagnostics and the importance of diagnostic stewardship in the acute care setting. This document actually focuses on the microbiologic laboratory testing for adult as well as pediatric patients. And it really is intended for healthcare workers who are directly involved in diagnostic stewardship. For pharmacists, physicians, other providers, nursing staff, anyone that's involved in the aspect of ordering, collecting, processing, a reporting and even interpreting the results of a diagnostic test. And this document was designed and created to be able to provide some guidance as to how we should begin to tackle use of diagnostics in the acute care setting and being able to interpret the data and use it appropriately. So before we dive deeper into this conversation, I do want to define what diagnostic stewardship actually is. When we're speaking of diagnostic stewardship, we're referring to the process of modifying the order performing or reporting of diagnostic tests to improve the diagnosis of and treatment of infections and other conditions. So diagnostic stewardship can be described as interventions that are prioritizing the right test for the right patient in order to guide an individual who is caring for that patient to take the right action. So right test, right patient, right action. And one of the reasons why this is becoming so important for us to understand and pay attention to is because now we recognize the fact that often the diagnostic workup can lead to increased antibiotic utilization. So it is closely tied The better job that we can do of optimizing the use of diagnostics so that they are revealing and providing more accurate data, then the better able we are to utilize that information for optimization of antibiotic use. So diagnostic stewardship and diagnostic stewardship initiatives become an important part of the antimicrobial stewardship process. And Although we think about this as being focused largely on inpatients, I do want to mention that it really does expand to other settings, whether that's ambulatory care or long-term care settings as well. In this guide, they share a number of examples of inappropriate testing and some of the potential consequences that can occur when we are inappropriately using these diagnostics. So for instance, if there is routine ordering of microbiologic testing when specimens are obtained for a non-infectious indication, and this often happens, it can actually lead to overdiagnosis. So these are instances where we may be treating contaminants or colonizing organisms. All of that can lead to excess costs, increased length of stay, increased test utilization. There are a number of consequences that are tied to that. And Similarly, when we look at C. difficile testing in patients that may be on laxatives or patients who have been previously positive, we see that often in the acute care setting. Well, that can also lead to overdiagnosis, unnecessary antibiotic prescribing, as well as other additional consequences and negative impacts, such as C. difficile lab ID events. There is a lot of a benefit to be had from being able to more appropriately utilize the diagnostic test. And that's just in the setting of, of overuse. So that definitely can also occur as well when we are not using the tests as readily. When you actually consider the diagnostic pathway, it is a process that starts and ends with clinicians. Order a diagnostic test. This is the clinician who is actually placing the order when they're suspecting infection and interpreting the results once it is received from the lab. The whole cycle begins and ends with the clinician, but there are a number of additional steps along the way in opportunities to also utilize the diagnostics appropriately. When we think about this pathway, I want you to visualize it as once again, starting with the clinician. So the clinician is actually ordering the test and once the test is ordered, then the specimen is collected and transported to the lab. And from there, the test and processing is performed and then it's reported back to clinician who then takes action. So this is the model, the pathway that we typically utilize when it comes to any diagnostic test, And that's important for us to understand because when we're thinking about opportunities, to improve this process, we have an opportunity in each and every one of these areas from the clinician actually ordering the test to the specimen being collected, transported to the lab, uh, the processing of the test, the reporting. All of these are individual areas where we are able to impact the diagnostic pathway. This helps us to consider what interventions we can put in place from the stewardship perspective to improve the accuracy of those tests and interpretation of those tests, and also to improve the the use of antibiotics in our facilities. Now, when we're thinking about using diagnostic stewardship interventions to improve antibiotic use, oftentimes we are going to focus on where we're going to get the biggest bang for our buck, right? So these are going to be tests that focus on major drivers of antibiotic use, such as urine cultures, respiratory cultures, In test for C. difficile infection. And what this guide actually recommends is that at a minimum, in hospitals, we should develop strategies for optimal practices of blood cultures, urine cultures, respiratory cultures, and C. difficile testing. This is our call to action to create some standards and guidance for optimal use of these diagnostic tools along that pathway. So optimal ways to order, optimal ways for collection and transport and workup, thinking about reporting and interpretation, creating this minimum guidance so that everyone has a a key role in improving the use of diagnostics within the hospital. When we're creating these standard practices, there's a lot to consider. We need to consider whether what we're recommending is actually feasible in our facility based upon the resources that are currently available. We also want to make sure that all of the key stakeholders that are involved in that diagnostic pathway are educated and knowledgeable of what the requirements are based upon those standards for use of these diagnostic tools and also being able to focus on negating some of those unintended consequences that may occur when we are utilizing those tests. So there is a lot to consider in building in those standards, but by doing so, we can begin to improve the use of more common diagnostic tools. And it's just a reminder, the appropriate use of these diagnostics extends beyond the microbiology lab. So, we really want to think about this same approach when it comes to non laboratory diagnostics, such as chest x rays or echoes. I do want to mention that in this guide, there is additional information that walks you through various tests and the process of ordering, collection, and processing, as well as reporting, and provides some level of guidance and things to consider when creating a guidance for use in your facility. So it walks through, for instance, with blood cultures, avoiding daily blood cultures for febrile patients, as an example, under the ordering criteria, or it may mention under collection and processing, a focus on a selective susceptibility testing. So there is some additional insight that is provided to help in guiding how to more appropriately utilize diagnostics, at least based upon the test that is commonly used. Additionally, another helpful tool that is provided is an overview of various strategies that can be used, as well as a description. So for instance, this includes various strategies such as reflex testing, stops, framing, diagnostic or risk assessment tools, as well as reflex testing. And and there's just a list of the various strategies that we can consider and a description if we're not as familiar with use of that particular strategy. So, you know, I I do think this is a wonderful tool to begin to brainstorm some of the strategies that may make sense in your facility, as well as may make sense based upon the tests that you are trying to optimize. This guide highlights the need for us to think beyond just antibiotics and antibiotic use when it comes to antibiotic stewardship and focus also on diagnostic stewardship as a complementary part of our stewardship programs because the diagnostic stewardship piece is really key in us being able to appropriately diagnose infection as well as appropriately use antibiotics for its management. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and I hope that you do dive deeper into this guide. I think this is something that can be utilized in all of our facilities at every level of acute care. All right. I hope to speak with you again soon. Take care.